Amen. Thanks. So everybody had a good week so far and are ready for it to get better. Man, I can always take a little bit better, right? A little bit more. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to jump into the sermon today. And it is on the greatness of God. And I want to just tell you right out the shoot, I don't believe no man can do justice of, of trying to uh, give all the words of wisdom that we can. And we still won't. It'll, it'll fail trying to, to get out the greatness of God. See, I couldn't even get it out right. What I'm saying is this God is so great and so amazing. How could any man ever be able to give all that? But I tell you what, we know that the inspired word of God does a great job of doing that. Amen. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to be leaning on the Lord today. And uh, it's just good to see everybody. So I, I want to start out a little bit here. And, and then we already got our, our text up there in Jeremiah 10, 6. But before that, I want to give you a little backstory. What was going on in Jeremiah's time? He was a prophet in the Old Testament. And the, the word of the Lord came to him. And this is what he says in about verse uh, 5 and 6 here. If you got your, your Bible with you. And it says, like a scarecrow in a cucumber field, their idols cannot speak. They must be carried because they cannot walk. Do not fear them. They can do no harm, nor can they do any good. What was happening was a lot of, I got some candy too. I might thank you. I might need everything else. You know, I want to just say this. Uh, God is so good in the midst of me losing my voice. Um, I asked Mike to be praying for me. So I asked him this morning, and I said, uh, you've been praying? He said, yeah. I said, well, are you praying that my voice gets better? He goes, oh. <laughs> I was messing with him this morning. Yeah, I tell you what, it's, you, you know what, God is so good, he's so good, so, uh, I, you know, it's, and I want to say this too, it's so great to have a family that can jump in and cover the songs and do everything, so I, I just praise God in the midst of that, but I tell you what, as much as I like to talk, it does, I feel like I'm going to a, what is it, a gunfight with, uh, with a knife, but that's alright, God's going to handle it. So getting back to this in Jeremiah's time, is that there was a lot of worship of idols. You say, well, man, I, I don't worship idols. I don't, I don't have a totem pole. I didn't carve anything out and got it sitting in the backyard or anything like that. But what is it that we put in between us and God? Think about that. Is it the new job? Is it the new car? Is it, the, is it our children sometimes? You know? What is it that keeps you from going to God first? I want you to think about that. Going to God first. Because I know we'll eventually get there, right? We'll, we'll, get, we'll get to the prayer part, right? And, uh, but you know what? How much better would it be if we just started out with God and all his greatness? Let's read this. It says, no one is like you, Lord. You are great and your name is mighty in power. Now, man, we can read that in just a second and then just forget about it when we walk here. I want today, I pray the Holy Spirit grabs us and just sinks that deep into our heart. I'm going to read it again. No one is like you, Lord. You are great. And your name is mighty in power. His name is mighty in power. The name above all names. Y'all heard me say this many times, and I'll, I'll pass it on. One of the things I taught me and Denise taught the boys when they were younger, I said, I'm going to tell you what. We always do it in the devotions and different things like that. I said, I don't, I don't care what's going on in your life. No matter how things get tough, you get scared. Call on the name of Jesus. That is the best tool you could ever give your child. That's the best thing we could ever do. Amen? But I want to tell you, we can start out praising. We don't just have to call him in, 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 in tough times. Amen? We can praise him in good times. We can praise him in bad times, right? God is so amazing. I will tell you this. The other day I said, I'm going to go back to the doctor and check on my throat. I said, it's been a while. What's going on? So the guy said, how you feel? I said, man, I feel great, man. I've been working out. I've been doing everything. And about that time, he said, oh, but I, I said, wow. He 
said, well, we're just, we're just going to check, see what's going on. So we're talking. He said, well, you know, do you got acid reflux? I said, no, man, I, I feel good. Look at my blood pressure, man. I've been doing everything. I feel good. He said, you got strep throat? I said, no. He said, yeah. He turned the thing right here. I said, but I'm not sick. He said, I know that's pretty amazing, isn't it? I said, well, if I got to have strep throat, I guess it's good not to be sick with it. He said, yeah. He said, I'll just wave to you when you leave. <laughs> I'm not contagious. He gave me this stuff. But I thought, isn't that something? Even with that going on, you can still find some good. Got the witness in the, in the office up there. Got to share some Jesus because I don't care where we're at. There's always room to share the greatness of God. Sharing that name of Jesus. And I just want to say, you know, in the midst of those things, man, God is still great in all he does. Now, I thought about bringing it down on a little bit much lower level. Anybody ever had somebody that took up for them? Once or twice? Come on now. Think about that person. Now, my sister will probably listen to this later, so I got I to get it fast here. Maybe she won't miss this here. I was the baby. My sister is a little older than me. A little older than me, in case she's listening. I won't say. Y'all saw that, didn't you? How many fingers I got? She's a little bit older than me. My sister's a gymnast and does all the acrobats and stuff, still teaches and all that. So she was very physical, you know? She was the one, when we played the street football, they would say, you know, when they say, go long, my sister was gone. She's at the telephone pole. Boom, nobody could catch her. I was what they called the permanent hiker. I just hiked the ball. I hiked the ball. I was too little. Well, we had a new guy in the neighborhood that didn't realize all the permanent hiking rules. You don't touch baby brother. This guy slammed me down in the ground. And man, you know you're hurt when you're doing everything you can not to cry in front of somebody, right? You're I was picking the gravel out of my hand, man. Well, come on, man. If you can't take, you don't need to be here. And my sister came up and said, hey, come here. And she began to get him in the chicken wing or whatever she had like that. And they had to pull my sister off this guy. Man, that just does your heart good, don't it? Man, have somebody in your corner. And all the guys here, um, don't touch your little brother. <laughs> can't touch your little brother, right? You know? And I thought, man, isn't that great? So I still don't mess with her either. But anyway, in that minute, as, as hurt as I was, ashamed as I was, scared as I was, feeling like nothing, somebody that loved me, he jumped in and said, you won't do that no more. And he didn't. Amen? So you think about those people, and it doesn't have to be that. I just want to kind of break it down a little bit now. So you had somebody that jumped in for you when things were tough. Maybe you had somebody bail you out of a a situation, I don't know what it is. And I started thinking about this. Also, anybody had anybody that just just really had the back, just loved on them, man? You know, a lot of times you think moms, dads, things go a little bit wider. And I started thinking about my uncle. Now, I got an uncle was one of the cool uncles. My uncle had Elvis hair when it was still cool. My uncle had all the cars that were loud. He had a Triumph motorcycle, and he would just, I was just like, I mean, my uncle's tall, but in my mind, he was like, Whoa. But you know what? He treated me really good all the time. When my uncle, even to this day, which has been a while since he's been, when my uncle comes in town, I take off work. Whatever, I'm going to spend some time. And he would, he, would, he would just love me right where I was at. He said, come on, boy, let's do this. 
Now, come on, boy, let's do this might mean we're going to go hot rod. I mean, how many had an uncle that would just burn the tires in the car? I mean, yeah! It's all his fault. That's why I'm like this. <laughs> I mean, burn the tires, everything, all that stuff, right? Hot rod and stuff. My folks had no clue, but we had a blast. Come on, boy, let's go do something. That might mean we're going to go fishing. That might mean we're going horseback riding. I mean, it was just fun time, man. It was just amazing. And I couldn't do anything stupid enough for him not to love me. Just so, what are you doing? Don't do that. Come on. Keep going. Different things like that. My uncle told me the other day, I called him. I said, your ear's going to be burning about 1030 on Sunday. He said, why is that? I said, I might talk about you a little bit. He said, well, just do me one favor. He said, you always say I'm your favorite uncle. Just don't tell him I'm the only uncle you got left. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oops. He was down a couple years ago, and I said, man, you know you're my favorite uncle. You're my favorite uncle. He said, I really appreciate that, son. I appreciate that. And I saw him sitting there, and he goes, everybody else is dead. <laughs> I said, you move right to the top. <laughs> Today's message is not about my family, about my uncle or anything else, but I think you guys can relate to those situations where somebody just loved you where you were. Just even, you know, some of the things that, that people don't realize, they think you've got to do something huge for somebody to love you. I mentioned this story before. When Thomas was little, had a little dad time. What do you want to do, son? Anything I can swing, we will do it. Anything. I'm thinking, okay, I'm probably going to have to go to Bush Gardens. Probably going to have to do some crazy stuff. We'll get on a slip and slide. Son. He said, hey, dad, anything, I said, anything that I can swing, we will do he said, Mom's not home. Let's wrestle in the front room. I said, yeah. So we moved the stuff out, man, going off the top rails, everything. We had a blast. But I thought about, think about this so many times. The thing that he wanted to do the most, he just wanted to hang out with him. You know? So don't overcomplicate it. Just hang out with God. Experience his greatness. You know? I had, let me tell you this real fast. I had the privilege speaking on Mr. Pete's uh, uh, going home service yesterday, Donnie's dad, Miss Jones' husband. And I'm going to tell you what. I preached a lot of different funerals and stuff like that. But that was so amazing, the people that would come up and share how he had touched their lives. It just, I, I, I met him later on in life. I wish I could have met him early on. But it was just, just amazing how God used that man in what he did. It wasn't that he did something like everybody else. The gift he had, mechanic and stuff, doing stuff with the tow truck. But let me tell you what, he reached some people, man. And I was sitting there listening, I'm over there crying, man. I'm going to, the generosity of this man, the ingenuity of this man, I said, man, God has really worked through that guy. Now, I know there's ups and downs with any dads, but you know what, you ain't going to tell your son that. You know? Because when I think about my dad, I said, man, he's, he's got it. He's got it going on. But let me tell you something. Even though we may have flaws, God doesn't. Our Heavenly Father is amazing. And God has blessed us with some amazing people in our lives. And you know, the lesson I took away from yesterday's thing, you don't have to be blood to be family. Amen? And I said, that's my family. I was like, which one? It's like 100 people. He said, yeah, that's him. You know, looking right at it. There's family around here. You like that, didn't you, Aunt? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. My sister-in-law has this sickness. We need to pray for her. 
if somebody falls, she thinks it's funny. She, she will help you, and she will pray for you, but if you hit your head, she goes, oh my gosh, are you okay? <laughs> so anytime I hit this, I just look at her and say, I'm all right. <laughs> oh my goodness. We have a great time. But going back to the greatness of God, and I'll use that right there. He uses our uniqueness in each person to bring out the best in others. You know? If I see, if I have a video and somebody's falling or something like that, I always send it to her. Because, not because it's funny, it's because it's going to make her day. Yeah? You are marked now. <laughs> you are marked now. Please don't, no one fall. But I'm going to tell you what, the greatness of God will lift you back up. How about, pull that right back, then. Pull that right back. Oh, it's going to be a long day. I just want to tell you, I, I know going into this mess, everything that I touched this morning broke. I said, man, God's going to do a mighty move in here today. You know, the devil's trying to strangle my throat. The wires are crossed. Everything messed up. And I said, whew. I was in here. Somebody walked in. I said, Scott, come here. We need to pray. We did. Somebody grab somebody to pray, man. So this is going to be good. If I don't fall, choke, something else like that, it's going to be good. Back on point. God is never changing. Aren't you glad? Everything else is changing. I recently started following the stock market. It changes. It changes fast, especially if I invest. You know, things like that will change, man. So I decided just to do what Jesse does and follow his leads, and we do much better. God uses all different types of folks to display his greatness, and I want to talk about that right now. Everybody doing good? Say amen. First, we're going to talk about God himself. And I, you know, the only way I can talk about God himself is using God's word. That's if you want to see what God looks like, look to Jesus. If you want to know God deeper, then you know what? Read his word. So let's start out with this. Hebrews 13, 8, you guys know this, and it's a perfect place to start today. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I wrote it right here in my notes. I said, if you want the proper view of God and our Heavenly Father, we need to look to Jesus. I love this word, verse, and you know why? Because it gives me confidence. You say, buddy, how does that give you confidence? Because I know through God's word, he's not going to change. I know that God loves me. Do you know God loves you? Now, does he just love you when you're doing everything right and your hair looks good? On your worst day, does he love you? I mean, when you've done something really stupid, does he love you? You sure about that? You can be sure. Look at the word. I want to build your confidence in who God is. I want to build your confidence and how God loves you. Everything in this world seems to go up and down and change in that. You can have great friends, or you think they may be great friends. And when things change, man, they change. That's tough, isn't it? I want you to think about it. I guarantee, how many people, let's look at this. How many people still are in contact or deal with them? I mean, uh, this is anyway, with people that they went to high school with, that they do stuff every day. A handful, a handful, right? Yeah. Now, a handful out of, you know, how many other people here? And I think that's wonderful. That's wonderful. But if you go back to when you were in high school, you gave them a whole lot of impact on your life, and, and probably 95% of the people don't even talk to them anymore. You see what I'm saying? What is that important? Because I'm going to tell you what, because things change, people change, people move, people, attitudes change, people, all those things. I'm not saying that we're terrible. I'm just saying we're fickle. Man, we change. God doesn't change. So if you're going to invest in somebody, invest in God first. And he will bring the people into your life to grow you, nurture you, and that you can pour back into. All right? 
I've seen it over and over and over. And you know what? Some people are there for a season, but they touch their life for a lifetime. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Some more scripture about our amazing Lord. James 1, 17. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. We talked a little bit about last week, uh, some of the things there about good gifts and stuff. I want to help you all with this. God does not buddy up with the devil and put sickness on people so that they'll come to him. Amen? That's not, that's not, that's, that's a lie of the enemy. The reason we have that is because we live in a sin-fallen world for this time. But what does the word say? Every good and perfect gift is from above. Why is it important to know that? Because when times hit and we do go through some struggles or maybe when we get the bad report, God can work in that and through that, but God did not cause that, amen? That's one of many verses right there you can lean on. That's going to help somebody today. You know, you might say, God, what's going on? What's happening here? Can he use that? Yeah, but God is not causing that, amen? He works all things together for the good, amen? Romans 8, 28. Let's keep on rolling. Numbers 23, 19. God is not human that he should lie. That's important, isn't it? Uh, where we are not a human being that he should change his mind does he speak and then not act does he promise and not fulfill man friends God delivers man God is in the delivery business man and that's what I want to get across today just think if you went through God's word and he broke this one promise could you could you trust him can I trust him he hasn't broken none God's got an amazing track record he hasn't lost anybody John 10, 27, it talks about, if you read all the way to about 30, it says, no one can pluck you from my father's hand. I want to give you some insurance today, not insurance, not flow, but assurance in Jesus, right? That, you know what? God has a big hand and an open heart, and he's there for you. What we see so many times is we think he's this way and he think he's that way. If you really want to know God, you got to open his word. you got to open his word. And that right there, to me, is just amazing scripture we can build our faith on. Let's go with this here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. So here's the question. Can you trust a God that never changes? Amen. Can you have faith in a God that only gives good gifts? Can you go to bed each night knowing that... God cannot lie, does not change his mind about you, and always fulfills his promises. If we stop right there for the day and you took that in, that would transform your life. I want to read it again. I want to think about it. I'm going to introduce the Lord to you. Say you never heard about him at all. And I want to ask you a question. I want to read back through here from those scriptures, right? Can you trust a God that never changes? Can you have faith in a God that only gives good and perfect gifts? Can you go to bed each night knowing that God does not lie, does not change his mind about you, and always fulfills his promises? That's who we got. That's who we serve. That's who gave his life for you. That right there ought to trump any situation that we come into. Don't let fear try to rob you from the truth. Friends, that's the truth right there. That's the Lord that we serve. That's why I get excited when we have opportunities to do things for the Lord. And you know what? I think he gives us opportunities every day. Last night I went to grab a little something to eat. 
Jesus is in the fast food business. Y'all know that? He's in all business. And me and my buddy grabbed something to eat. And the waitress was talking to us a little bit. And uh, talking some more. I'm like, perfect opportunity to share Jesus. So I got to share Jesus with this young lady. And it was kind of amazing. There's sometimes that people just grab it and run with it. And there's sometimes that people grab it and say, I'll get back with you on that. That's all right. That's not my job. My job is to put it out there. We're called to put it out there. You know? And, I, you know, gee, I said, well, honey, I'm going to tell you something. You got all the pieces of the puzzle. I said, don't go to sleep tonight without asking the Lord to come in your life. And she said, thank you. Praise God. We're praying that you know what? The God's word will not come back void. So God can use who? He can use you. So let's talk about God in you. You say, oh, wait a minute now. Let's look at this. Corinthians 3.16, do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Man, I'm trying to make a little less room so we can just kind of cruise in here. But I got God in me, right? I had, I had about 10 more pounds that he could live in that earlier this month, and I'm trying to slim down. But you know what? God can still work in us. Sound deep on it. When we think about the temple of God, we say, I'm so imperfect. I'm so this and everything else. God chose to dwell in you. That's amazing because he works for, from the inside out. He makes all things new. Over and over, I look at that. I said, if we could just tap into the power that God has put into us, it'd be amazing. It's just amazing. I'll tell you a story. The other day, uh, I went to go get something to eat. Always one of those stories, right? It's all, maybe I just need to talk to God on a full stomach. I don't know what it is. And I was by myself, and I was eating my sandwich. I prayed. And out of the blue, the Lord said, you need to encourage this particular person. I said, I haven't talked to that person in 25 years. Okay. So I went on Facebook, and at some time or another, we were friends on there, and I sent this note to this, this, this young lady. So this one let you know, and I'm praying for you, and things like that. God put you on my heart to that. I don't know what you're dealing with, but you know what? I just want to let you know that God, God hears your prayers. Never thought any more about it. I said, I felt like I did what God told me to do, and that was it. Hey, my sandwich went back to work. Come on back. I got home. I got a note from that lady. She said, you have no idea the timing of your prayer. You have no idea. I stayed up all night last night praying. There's a lot of things going on in my life. Thank you. That's God. I didn't need to know what was going on in her life. I didn't need to have the I didn't need to be talking to somebody every day. I'm telling you, I have not probably talked to this lady. I haven't seen a woman in probably maybe 30 years. I don't know. But see, those relationships that God's built years back through the power of the Holy Spirit, as we're obedient to those those nudges of the Holy Spirit, God can still use that. Isn't that amazing? God is amazing. So don't think for one minute you're on your own. Don't think that you're on your own. There's probably more people praying for you than you think. But also know this. There's no one greater than our God. Can you imagine that? Her Heavenly Father, our Heavenly Father, chose to nudge me to pray for that lady, to encourage that lady, just so that you know she wasn't alone. But it takes no credit in that. That's just God working. How is God working in your life? How many of you are sitting here today because maybe your grandma was praying for you? Maybe your neighbor or your mom or your mother-in-law or father-in-law, you know? I think so many times we just look over stuff. Today, I pray that we don't look over stuff. 
but we look to him. Amen? So keep on rolling. Do others see him in you? Some days yes, some days no, all the time. I don't know your answer, but think about that. Do God, do, do others see Christ in you? Or do they just see you sitting on the sidelines? We're doing an amazing study on Tuesday, Tuesday night. It's called, I'm Not a Fan. And I mentioned this a couple times. It's been a really good study. When we first looked at this, I'm not a fan. What does that mean? And I read through everything before we ordered the study and, and, and cross-referenced some of the scriptures and stuff. And basically what it's saying is, I'm not just an enthusiastic cheerleader for Christ. I'm a Christ follower. I said, now you're talking. Now you're talking. See, many folks are just a cheerleader for Christ. And then when the, when the things, they get down and the score changes and things like that, they're ready to burn their pom-pom and switch teams. I don't know what team you go to if you get off Team Jesus. But here's the thing. When you make a commitment to Christ, you're always on the team. You see that? God's not going to let you go. But I'm going to tell you what. Keep pressing in. I pray that people see Jesus in me. There's probably some times I don't reflect him the best. But I'm thankful for his grace and his mercy that there's a new day and we can start again. You know? I want you to hear that. You say, man, I really blew it yesterday. I don't even, uh, you know what happened? You get in an argument with your wife or your girlfriend or brother or sister on the way to church. You don't even want to come in here. Lips up, oh, how y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. No, you know you've been arguing the whole way. Don't let that stop you. That's probably the very day you need to come here. Amen? Don't let those things be a roadblock, but use them as a ramp to just, just jump your faith to the next level. You know? When we go out there, we love doing that cornhole stuff out there. We're having a good time, a little fellowship. You know what? I can see people go by and go, they're doing that at church. We have fun here. We have fellowship here. We got Jesus here, amen? We serve a great God. You know? I talk to people, and, and you know, I, and I'm just saying that we just try to keep it real. We just try to love people where they are. Because you know what? We want people to see the greatness of God through us. When you, when you become a disciple of Christ, it doesn't mean that you get stiff and you get tight and you got to wear certain clothes and you got to quote Bible verses. To me, it's a friend that we don't have to serve the enemy anymore. We're free, not so much to do what we want, but we're free to serve God in the fullness. Think about that. I love that illustration that we talked about last, last week about the big stain on the couch. And the mother told the daughter, just said, there's no stain too big that I would ever keep me from loving you. I talked about that yesterday. That, that imagery right there just spoke to my heart so, so much. Because we all have stains in our life. He said, how can God use me? How can God be in me if I got stains on my life? Well, let me tell you, when you call on the name of Jesus, he washes you white as snow. We should be the happiest people in the world from knowing Jesus. I say this all the time. That doesn't mean we're going to always have everything just like we want. We never get sick. We never have this and everything else. But I'm going to tell you what. There's no greater connection that we will ever have the opportunity in the world than calling on the name of Jesus. Think about this. What is it that God's brought you through? Everybody's got a story. Everybody's got a story. Some might appear to be more, you know, on the edge of the seat. But let me tell you, 
if you were a sinner and you got saved, that's the greatest love story ever told right there. That's transformation. That's going from death to life. How are you going to top that? You know, what's going on in your life? Oh, I did this and I, I, I was a bank robber and burnt 300 houses down. Out of, and then, Jay, then, then Jesus came into my life and now everything's... A, well, he can do that. Or you might say, I grew up in church, gave my life to the Lord at eight, eight years old, been walking with him ever since. Same God. He's able to keep us. He's able to hold us. He's able to, to, to show us the greatness of God. No one is like you, O oh Lord. Let's keep on rolling. How will others know him if we don't share him? How many came to knowing Christ on their own? I don't see a hand in here. Usually you came to knowing Christ from somebody inviting you to church, somebody praying with you, somebody you see that their life's a little different. See, God doesn't just say, wouldn't it be nice if you happen to tell somebody, maybe if you're not too busy about me and, you know, if everything's perfect and everything's cool, just kind of mention my name, maybe put it on a business card, and, you know, walk away softly. He didn't say that. He said, go into all the world and make disciples. Man, our life should be a billboard for Jesus, man. I mean, I tell you, we, we've got T-shirts and different presses and stuff like that. Man, there for, for years, I had witness wear. And one guy, one guy told me one time I had all these different shirts. He said, you're just a billboard for Jesus. I said, yeah, do you know it? Don't make no difference to me. Because I'm going to tell you what, anything i got or anything I've accomplished or any good thing in my life that's going on is a direct result of God's grace, his blessing, and his mercy and forgiveness. And it can keep going on and on and on. So never think that you've boogered it up so bad, as my dad would say. That God can't use you. Because he will use you. He can use you. And the thing about it is, he'll probably use you faster than you think. Because you can relate to everybody. You can relate to the guy that missed the mark. You can relate to the girl that's went through a divorce. You can relate to somebody that's went through cancer. You can relate to somebody that had a drinking problem. Whatever. The things that we go through. Lord, when we come out the other side, help us to use them to help somebody else. That's not too much to ask, is it? Because I know when I go through something, I go, I don't want to go back through that. And then when I see somebody else going through a similar situation, I can relate to that. How about you? Get somebody who goes through a tough time and you've been through it and you come through the other side. If God has softened your heart and brought you through the other side, I promise you, you will do this. You're going to be compassionate. You're going to listen. You're going to say, call me any time. And you're going to mean it. Because you walk through it. And you know that people need a hand up. Amen? It's ultimately it's God's hand, but he might choose to use your fingers in the process. Amen? And I just think that's an amazing thing. God wants us to share how awesome he is. Everybody doing good? So what are the traits of a soul winner? I thought about that. What are the traits of a soul winner? It might be different for everybody. I thought about this when I was writing this down last night. We share different things in Bible study, and I'm going to jump right in here. I asked my main partner, Tim. I said, tell me about you coming to Christ. Tell me who had a major impact in your life. And I want him to jump in if I get the story a little out of whack. This is what I remember. He said, I had an aunt. Your aunt, right? He said, I had an aunt. She was always, she said, oh, she loved the Lord, man. She was in his mind when he said, this lady is for real. 
She loved the Lord. She wanted to make sure all her family knew the Lord. And what? When she was in the hospital before she went home to be with the Lord, every one of her nurses she wanted to know, every doctor, everybody that she came in contact, she wanted them to know the Lord. Whoa! So what are some of the traits? They have a deep concern of where you will spend eternity. Do we have a deep concern on that for others? I mean, it's the, it's the pulse rate of their life. It's the heart rate of what they do. Everything they do is going to have some of that in it. That doesn't mean you got to run and jump and tackle somebody and, and just, you know, start reading Bible verses to them. To them. But I'm going to tell you what. I often think early on how many times God put people in my life that I let them slip through my fingers for one other reason, one reason or another that maybe I was too busy. I didn't feel like I knew enough. I wasn't comfortable in sharing. We pretty well got over that. And I'm still sure I missed the mark. But I tell you what. Tim, I'm using you a lot today. I remember Tim saying this one time in one of our Bible studies. He said, I don't know exactly what it's going to be like. But I can't imagine going up an escalator, going to heaven, and all the other people going down. And maybe I didn't tell him. Maybe others didn't tell him. He probably told me that five years ago. It's always stuck in my mind. We don't know exactly what it's going to be like. But in his mind, he said, I don't want anybody going down that slide. I want to tell people. And I thought, man, I don't know how it's going to be, but I'll tell you what. I don't want many people on the downside, do you? A lot of times we say, man, I'm just worried about myself. Well, you know what? It's good to be concerned about yourself. But here you go. When you know Jesus, let him be concerned about yourself. Let him work through you so that you can reach others. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? I have one little thing on here. Yeah. How can we be that major impact in people's life? Well, you know what? We can look for God in others. Amen. I said, so how many people did Jesus die for? That's it. That's it. You don't have to do no math. You don't, need, you don't have to take your shoes off and count. You don't have to do anything. How many people did, die, did Jesus die for? I thought about that last night. Because sometimes, in some religious folks, in some folks that really don't understand the love of God, think maybe it's just a few chosen few. It's for everybody. He died for everybody. Will everybody receive him? No, I wish they would. A lot of people reject him. Be honest, I, I reject him out of my stupidity for so long. I didn't know. I didn't understand. But man, when it finally got through this thick head of mine, let me take it back. When it finally got through this hard heart of mine, there's a difference right there. When it got through that hard heart of mine, it changed everything. It will change everything. And sometimes I go back to that day when I knew, right there and right there, it was finished. I knew that today was my day. You can ask some people, and they'll say, I said, you remember when you got saved? Some people say, yeah, it was January 23rd, such and such and such. Yeah. Some people say, I, I don't know. I just grew up, and, and you know, somewhere along the line, I, I chose Jesus. I don't remember the time or date. And all that. That, that's okay. But there's some people who can go right back to that, that minute. You say, this, this was the point when I laid it down. And Jesus picked me up. 
Maybe that's the day for you today. It's okay if you don't know the exact date. As long as you know it is the exact God. It is the one and only true living God. Just like he talked about in Jeremiah's time. People would go get a big tree and cut it down and they'd have them carve out things on it. Toad around. Let's pray to this. As silly as that sounds, people did that. And they were seeing the miraculous things. We see the miraculous things that God does now. And we just try, the enemy tries to whisper in your ear for you to just write them off. Oh boy, isn't that a coincidence? Yeah, isn't it a coincidence that I'm eating this sandwich waiting for my iced tea to come and God said, you need to pray for this woman. I said, well, I'm thinking, this is all, if I could slow it down in my mind. Who? What? Oh yeah, I remember her. Oh yeah, Jesus. Oh, that was my friend. Yeah. Well, is something wrong, Lord? What? what? Oh, you know, this is going on. He didn't give me the whole thing. He just said, go. Write. Pray. What is it that God's nudged you on? It didn't take me 15 seconds to write that note. Amen? We think it's going to take a long time and everything else. We're going to get involved. I don't want to get involved. People's business, all that. I didn't even have to write a note. I think, Lord, let me write a note for me. You said, what do you mean? Because when she wrote the note back, it was confirmation I heard from God. Do you get excited when you hear from God? Everybody in my house knows when I hear from God. I'm going to tell you another story. You might have heard this. Oh, the buffet ain't even open. Don't worry about it. Years ago, in this, please, please just listen to this. I probably, I probably shared this, but just act like it's new because it's good. We were asked to go play for one of the biggest churches in the area. They had this picnic thing. This is, I don't know, 15 years ago. And they got a hold of us and said, hey, would you guys come and play? I said, sure, man, this is great. That's what we do. Yeah, we're praising the Lord, yeah. They said, well, how much do you charge? I said, charge? I said, it's already paid for. And they go, hey, give us a number. I said, well, I'll tell you what. Y'all praying people, right? I said, yeah. I said, well, you pray about it, ask God. We'll be there one time. They said, okay, fine. Went on about this. That was it. We played. Praise the Lord. God said, hey, man, appreciate everything. Got a check for your ministry. Going to be sending it out. Praise the Lord. We just put it right back in there and share Jesus. Thank you so much. Week goes by. Two weeks goes by. Three weeks go by. A month goes by. Got up that morning. Got in the shower. Rung the shower knob right off. Boom. This is not going to be a good day. Got the water turned off. Got everything squared away. I told Denise, I said, I ain't even going to work today. She said, what's wrong? I'm not... I ain't going to work today. It's just a crazy day. Laid back down. And I hear the mail truck. I don't care about the mail truck. God said, the mail truck's out there. I, I laid up in the bed. I said, the, the mail's here. And he said, yeah. I said, there's a check in there. It wasn't about the check. It's that I heard God. She said, what check? I said, it's the check. It's the check. Again, it's just I'm excited because I heard the Lord. You know, Thomas was real little. I'm just saying, I don't even know if you were born then. But anyway, I go back there. And I said, I went out there. I opened the thing up. 
I'm just being honest with you. I'm just being honest. Lord, help me to listen and obey. You know? Because he wants to do good things. What does it say? Only good gifts come from God. I, I called a guy and said, hey, man, I got to check today. I, I just, I, it's amazing. He said, you know that thing got all hung up and everything? I'm sorry. You know, they had to get this on the side and everything else. Man, thanks so much. And he said, would you like to go on a missions trip to Korea? I go, let me get back with you on that. He didn't get back with me on that. So I'm going to take that. I wasn't supposed to go. <laughs> but and that, uh, immediately, there was another opportunity. Another opportunity. Another opportunity. What opportunity is God putting in your life when he puts others in front of you? Amen? Let's keep on going. When did you first hear about Christ? Mm-mm-mm. I mentioned that a little while ago. I won't beat it down. Think about that time, that place. Think about that person. Somebody might have came outside the walls of church. Maybe it was when you were really sick. Maybe it was when you were really tired. Maybe when you were having the best day of your life. See, I want you to understand, you don't have to come to Christ in crisis. You can come to him just right the way you are. But you know what happens a lot of times? The stuff that God blesses people with will cause them to stumble. I got a buddy that's a... has a business and does really well and I talked to him about this and I said hey man don't let these blessings blind you to what you really need remember sometimes I say you got to ask the tough questions he's a good friend of mine been very good to me 
but I don't care. As Jesse used to say when he was little, I don't care. Thomas would try to show him how to do this game and everything else and just say, I just want to play, I don't care. All right? When it's, I don't care about the stuff. I want to know, do you know Jesus? See? And I, I would tell my friend, I said, man, look now. He'd say, hey, man, uh, this is going on in this person's life. You might want to pray about that. I said, what's going on in your life? I mean, everything's great. I got this, I got this, I got this. And you got Jesus. Well, yeah. The question, do you got Jesus, does not come back, well, yeah, I guess. So we give those people the pieces of the puzzle. We give them the message. We give them the gospel. We pray that God will open their hearts so that they receive it. So let me just say this. Don't get down if people just don't jump and say, please tell me how to come to Christ. Because a lot of them won't. But there's a lot of them that will. And for the one that does, everything changes. And for the one that don't, we just keep on praying. We keep on going. Go there into all the world. Amen. So who was it that showed you about Christ? Ask the Lord to bless them even double. Mm. What would the Lord have you to do this week to tell others about him? Oh, we're getting real now. We're bringing it on down, all right? I'm going to speed it up. I know we're about ready to roll out of here. What is it that God's going to put on your heart today for you to share Jesus with somebody? Maybe it's your coworker. Maybe it's your family. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your husband. Maybe it's your wife. Maybe it's your next door neighbor that you avoid, right? I don't know. Anybody got any neighbors like that? I'm that neighbor. <laughs> they try to afford me. No. But I'm telling you, it's amazing. Yes. Thank you. You're saving my voice, please. <laughs> Your last sentence up there is what the Lord can do to help you to tell others. I was kind of talking to God about that because he's blessed me so much. Huh. And my daughter showed up at my house the other day. And she said, Mama, I got something I want to give you. And she gave me this bracelet. And I, she explained what these simple emblems mean. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, Mama, that's beautiful. She said, a lady came into Credit Union where she worked. Mm -hmm. And she was wearing it. And I commented, I asked her about it, what it meant. And she told me. And she said, I want you to have it. Mm -hmm. And it's a very short version about Jesus. The arrow that is going, coming down, it's for Jesus was sent to save us. The cross, where he died to save us. And the circle is the tomb that he spent three days in. A cross going up, I mean an arrow going up, it's where he went back to heaven. And the arrow is the promise he's coming back. Amen. It's such a simple story. And I said, I don't believe that. I have had so many people. Well, I don't get out that much anymore. But I mean, you know, now and then, when you're doing something, see, that's what is that supposed to be? And I get to tell them about Jesus. Amen. You know what? Cut the slide, dude. I'm done. That's it. That's the message right there. That's it. I, I want to listen to the Lord. He said, there, there it is. <laughs> there it is. I want to be obedient when the Lord tells me. I just sat there and he said, just listen. She just told us the whole gospel and the message. 
You can't add to it. You can't take it away. But I pray somebody receives it today. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that you know what? In the midst of everything, you speak through your people. Your timing is amazing. Your gifts are good and perfect. I thank you, Lord, that we have a church family that is so comfortable they can speak up anytime when, when you're moving, Lord, in their life. And that we will receive that, Lord. Thank you so much for the obedience of my amazing sister that just said, you know, I just want to share something. And there's nothing that we can add to it. Jesus came down to this earth to save us. He was buried in a tomb. And on the third day, God rose him up. And he sits on the right-hand side of God, interceding for his children. The question is today, are you a child of God? And you say, what do you mean, buddy? Have you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? The one that we're talking about, his greatness. Little is much in the hand of God. No one is like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. Father, today, for those that are sitting here, maybe there's a situation in their life that they just need to let go and let you handle it. Help them release that to you, that burden. Maybe there's folks here that are, are weak and tired of the battle that they've been fighting. Lord, go before them and give them victory in that battle. Maybe there's someone here or maybe somebody listening later on the internet that says it just seems so hard to to come to Christ, simplify it in the message that Miss Georgia shared, the gospel of Christ. To receive what God has done for you through his son. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the question I ask you today, how many people did Jesus die for? And we all said, all. How many sins did he take away? All. How much love does he have for each one of us? Enough for us all. So if you're sitting here today, you're listening later on, whenever you may hear this message, understand it's for you. It's for each of us. Friends, receive it today. The Bible says when we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raised it from the dead, we will be saved. I say it every week because the truth doesn't change. Receive it. Believe it. And live it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen.